0: From Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com, it's the Relevant Podcast.
1: So you think i
2: It's the week of Friday, August 20th, 2010. I actually <laughs> forgot what month we were in there for a second. And this is The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang. And if you heard last week's podcast, you know that this is a very special edition. It's actually just part two of the podcast we recorded last week. Um, rather than complaining and, se- and sending us those, those emails and Facebook messages that you know you do saying, I can't believe we didn't get a full podcast out of you. You should know that on our, our planning calendar, we actually, uh, because of scheduling conflicts and me being out of town and Chad being on other projects, and we were actually going to skip this week's podcast. So rather than being upset that it's not a full podcast, you should be grateful that it's any podcast at all. And not only is it any podcast at all, this second half of the podcast actually has two um, great segments. We have an interview coming up with author... Tony Campolo, you won't want to miss. And then at the end of the podcast, we have your feedback, your church horror stories, uh, which are uh, pretty frightening and epic. So you definitely won't want to miss that segment as well. So without any further ado, here is part two of last week's podcast. Tony Campolo is a professor emeritus of sociology at Eastern University. For 10 years, he was on the faculty of the University of Pennsylvania. He's the founder and president of the Evangelical Association for the Promotion of Education. This past year, he released a book called Choose Love, Not Power, How to Right the World's Wrongs from a Place of Weakness. The book is a hands-on resource for all Christians who want to communicate with more passion and power. In the book, uh, Campolo examines Jesus' life to uncover a theology of power for his followers today. Recently, Josh Loveless spoke to him. Anything you want to add?
3: What's interesting, this is a uh, an update and revised version of a book that he did a while ago. Um, and he's to changed... discovered new truth? Yeah, he changed his position on some things specifically really? related to gender roles. And um, he he writes in the in the introduction of, of this revised version um, some of the new things that have changed in him, in his philosophy, and even in his theology um, that weren't captured in his first round uh, with the book that he wrote um, a while ago. So... It's uh, yeah, it's it's a really fascinating. It was a really fascinating conversation, and uh, and some of the ideas in this book I feel like are really beautiful and uh, yeah, really cool.
2: Here's part of the conversation Josh had with Tony (laughs) Kimpolo.
3: Uh, Tony, one of the one of the first questions that I wanted to, to ask you about, obviously this is uh, this is kind of your your latest edition from uh, the the book you published in 1983 called the Power, power Delusion. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Power Delusion. One of the things that I wanted to know about um, specifically has to do with your story. What specifically has gone on in your own story that has has made the issue of power something that you wanted to write about and talk about so passionately? Well,
1: I've seen the at church more and more resort to power, rather than speaking from a position of authority. And there's a big difference between those two. And I, uh, in the book, I I really carefully delineate those differences. Uh, Power is the ability to coerce. Um, If you do what I uh, tell you to do because you have to, I have power. The cop with the red light flashing who waves me over to the side of the road, has power. It's called a gun. He doesn't have to pull it. I know it's there. The ability to coerce is all that's necessary to have power. Authority, on the other hand, is is very different. When a person speaks with authority, uh, no power is exercised. Instead, compliance, obedience, comes because you want to give it. My mother had great authority over me. When she spoke, I obeyed, and uh, she, uh, she had authority because uh, she earned it through loving sacrifices for me over the years. That being the case, I think the Bible makes it a very, very clear that the Lordship of Jesus is dependent on authority. Uh, he who thought it not robbery to be equal with God, second chapter of Philippians emptied himself of power, took upon himself the form of a servant, slave, made himself of no reputation, humbled himself unto death, even the death of the cross. Uh, and then it goes on to say, Therefore God has highly exalted him, and given him a name, which is above every name, that is the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Emphasis. He, in loving sacrifice earns the right to be obeyed and we are bought with a price says the scripture what he did for us earns for him authority in our everyday relationships the church should be operating like jesus did Uh, we should be known uh, for our sacrificial love living out sacrificial love should make people want to listen to what we have to say and when we have to resort to power to impose our will on people we have forfeited Our right to say we're imitating Jesus.
3: one of the things that you preface the book with is is communicating why you you know you're rewriting this book that you wrote in 1983 and and you really point out a few really interesting things that it sounds like you want to be more intentional about you talked about uh, gender issues yes. race relationship family power issues can you tell us a little bit about what's changed either in you personally or in the context of our culture that's made you want to be more intentional about those things
1: Well, of course, uh, we're all learning more and more about uh, uh, the interactions between men and women. Um, As I look through the book that was written uh, a long time ago, uh, back in uh, the early 80s, I realized that uh, my language was not inclusive language. And people say, that's just feminist rhetoric. It's not. Language is very, very important. The way we uh, talk about things determines the way we think about things. And uh, my language is not as inclusive as it should be. I think when it even comes to understanding God, we have to uh, begin to uh, recognize that God is beyond uh, masculinity and femininity. Uh, That uh, he transcends uh, the gender definitions that have been prescribed by uh, the culture that what we have done to a large degree is, uh, is projected onto God, um, our own uh, views of what a man should be, uh, and, and very culturally determined, and God transcends that. And uh, uh, I find in God uh, traits that the culture say belong only to women. I find in God traits that the culture says should only belong to men. For instance, power. Uh, uh, let me just say, uh, uh, compassion would be a good one. Tenderness. Um, these, these things, we, we look at men and say, well, it's okay if they're this way, but there's no question that God is that way. So, uh, uh, my understanding of God has, uh, has broadened a bit, and uh, my understanding of women has uh, grown a bit. I'm still not where I should be, Hmm. Uh, I'm a cultural creation, and uh, what I'm trying to do day by day is allow the Spirit of God to undo my uh, cultural proclivities.
3: You, uh, what's interesting about some of your position as I was reading your book was, um, was that you have these, these great ideas about how people should approach the, the issues of power and authority. Um, but unlike other people that, that might say some of those things, you actually believe that Christians should be in uh, in places and positions of, of political office um, yes. to, to really take a stand for certain things. Can you explain uh, you know, some of your ideas about why political position is, is really important for the Christian community?
1: Well, Edmund Burke once said, uh, all that is necessary for evil to triumph is for good people to do nothing. We cannot vacate the positions in Congress and Senate and in the presidency. Uh, we cannot vacate that and say... Uh, Sadly, people should not be involved in these things because uh, if if they don't step forward and say we want to be a part of this, uh, that would be that would be terrible. Um, but on the other hand, uh, we must recognize that the church itself—now this is the important distinction, di- differentiation—the church itself should never become a political. Uh, power block and both the religious left during the 50s and, and 60s and the religious right in the 70s, 80s and 90s have organized as political blocks and have tried to in fact uh, say we're going to take over the government. There's a big thing in being uh, in the system but not of the system and we going to be in the world and not of the world as Jesus said. So, uh, when the church uh, begins to uh, uh, function as a political power, and to a large degree, uh, the evangelical church right now has become almost synonymous with with the Republican Party. So that the Republican Party can count on the evangelical church and vice versa. The evangelical church is in a position to exercise incredible control, there's the word, control over the Republican Party. That's a big difference from influence. We must speak truth to power. And on the basis of the authority that we have earned through our sacrificial loving service to others, the world should be ready to listen to us and will be ready to listen to us. They uh, will listen to us if we have lived out sacrificial love, they will not listen to us. If we try to play power games, because what will happen is that uh, the world itself will push back and will organize itself against us. And I almost have the sense as an evangelical Christian that the uh, society out there that is not evangelical Christian sees us as a threat, sees us as people who are ready to impose our will on them against their will and to force them into their block. I think the role of government is carefully defined in Scripture. In the 13th chapter of Romans, it says to restrain evil. But we want to not only restrain evil, we have a tendency to want to control the private sectors of human behavior in people's individual lives through the use of government power. And I think that's when we've gone beyond ourselves.
2: That was Tony Campolo. If you want to hear the entire conversation, we have it unedited on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Up next feedback. Be my love, my little great thread,
1: my pushing my show.
0: Nearly everyone in Haiti agrees that education is the key to long-term recovery and growth. And that's why Relevant is partnering with Convoy of Hope to rebuild three schools that were severely damaged during the earthquake. Convoy of Hope will direct every donation through relevantmagazine.com slash Schools to rebuilding these three schools, which will be done by local workers, further helping the Haitian economy. The world responded in urgent crisis. Now it's time to look ahead and help Haiti in its long-term recovery. Helping kids get an education is a great place to start, so go to relevantmagazine.com slash Schools to help.
1: And needs to I'm on you.
0: Coming up Friday, August 27th, 7 p.m., Relevant Magazine and Acts to End Malaria present John Mark McMillan in concert featuring special guests, all the bright lights, and Bella Reeve. It's a free one-night event to help in the fight to end malaria. John Mark McMillan, a favorite here at Relevant, in concert at Discovery Church in Orlando. For more info, go over to relevantmagazine.com concert.
2: You're listening to The Weepies. <laughs> that's not real. That sounds like a Yo Gabba Gabba band.
4: The Weepies.
2: <laughs> when the kids don't want to take their it. nap, it's time for The Weepies. All right. The song is Be My Thrill. I wonder if that's their love language. Mm-hmm. Hey. The video for which is playing right now on Relevant.TV. You check it out. Wait. I'm, I think...
3: I think the pastor that protests the demons is going to have a problem with us playing the witch. Right. I think we we should
2: expect there's a protest <laughs> on our way. I think he, he would protest a, a video called "Be My Thrill." Uh, so maybe, yeah. Um, those Christians don't like thrills. Yeah, they protest roller coasters. Not to be confused, thrills
5: are my love language. <laughs> <laughs> I actually believe that yeah you, you want you want to express how much you care about me let's do something thrilling <laughs> like watching shark Week.
0: <laughs> does your wife hide in the closet and jump out at you oh like, yeah like, only when she's really happy to see me like our, <laughs> our like our kelly
3: Trapped, trapped in a closet, just like
0: Jesse. I've been trapped in the closet.
5: That's why I think sharks really like me. Cause Cause they jump out of the water <laughs> in slow mo on my TV. Um, okay, it's time for your feedback. Last week,
2: we uh, just found ourselves telling kind of crazy church stories, things that have happened to us or things we've seen in church services, and we thought, surely this is a universal. Um, epidemic sure that we're not the only ones yeah we want to know your crazy church stories uh so we asked you to go over to the podcast episode page at relevant magazine.com tell them to us there and a few of you called in as well here are some of our favorites uh,
5: so kevin Uh, said that this isn't really crazy, it's just one of those kind of awkward ones where prior to getting married, uh, his wife spent four years at a church in Houston that was really tight-knit. And so she said, you know, let's go visit this church, you know, so you can meet everybody. Anyway, she springs on him that, oh, yeah, they want you to give just a quick testimony about our relationship.
0: What?
4: And so
5: he's like mentally preparing. And he said that night they had about 300 people come up, come out. And right before it starts, they tell him, oh, by the way, uh, we're really excited to meet you. We're going to give you the whole 45 minutes.
4: Oh, To talk about the relationship?
5: Yeah, to give like a testimony. And so he's uh, obviously he's panicking. He said he was able to, uh, you know, in, in about five minutes. He was able to jot down some notes and and just you know stretch for a while, wow. but he said it was tremendously awkward. I, you know, it's like uh, I, I think I would be up there and be, after like five minutes of my testimony, be just. Can we have the flag team come back? On? <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play some music in the flag team. I just want them to do their thing for a while
2: here.
6: Wow. Okay. That'd so
5: be
2: horrible. That is bad. Fine. Tyler uh, wrote in and he said his worst worst church story. He was at a church where the new interim pastor was there for his first Sunday ever. And this is important to realize. First Sunday ever mm-hmm. interim pastor. He gave a children's sermon and then the real sermon. Apparently, this is custom in some churches. Mm-hmm. You give a little mm-hmm. quickie children's yeah. sermon. Yeah, they see that. He said yeah, um, he, showed the picture, he showed the kids a picture of a butterfly, which they were captivated by. And then he told them a story about a man who bought a butterfly, Chrysalis, at the pet store and patiently waited for it, for it to hatch. Day by day, he waited until one morning he noticed a slight crack in the chrysalis. He watched as the baby butterfly worked and worked to get free until he couldn't stand it anymore and decided to help the butterfly by peeling back the chrysalis. Oh, he shouldn't do that. And do you know what happened then, boys and girls? He whispers. It died, <laughs> and what this story means is that sometimes you will want to help your friends, but it's better to let them struggle through their problems alone. <laughs> 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 what? Wow! And then he says, "I kid you not, you might kill them." <laughs> I kid you. He said, "I kid you not." My wife can back up this whole story. Uh, who, we know it. it's Tyler and Natalie. Yeah. Uh, and, then he, and then he said, then he gave a grown-up sermon. In which he told the congregation that they would probably see him rollerblading around town a lot more than they would see him in the church. Uh, but that is really important because by getting his rollerblading, quote, me time, he'd be much better at ministering to the church. <laughs> so he tells them, you're not going to see oh me around the church. You're going to see me rollerblading around town, and I need my me time. Oh, my word.
5: <laughs> Can I just say this guy sounds awesome? Yeah. And he's like, oh, on that note, and he he pulls out from the pulpit, and he's wearing the rollerblades, he's out of the church
2: with a boombox on his shoulder. Oh, my. I just like him. I just like to think, you know, he goes backstage afterwards, and he sets his notes down, and he's like, nailed it.
5: <laughs> All the deacons are looking at each other like, you know, we may have rushed this process. <laughs>
0: this new guy like, I just it. like, oh. I, I oh, like, wow. or he high-fives someone, and he's like, I just messed those kids up. <laughs> <laughs> blade, uh, it's me time
5: strap on the blades <laughs> <laughs> it takes community off. this kids Yeah. he's uh, like well, where's the parking lot crew I need to go get them to set up some cones outside <laughs> it's blade time <laughs> <laughs> he's like going and reversing yeah, the cones he's totally reversing it through the <laughs> cones <laughs> no. of course he is Oh, I love oh, wow. it! Uh,
3: we've got Chris Morfue. Uh, a couple of years back, he says I was helping out with a kids' camp at a beach town a few years out, uh, a few hours outside of Sydney. On the Sunday, we visited the local Pentecostal church, as you do, uh, which was made up of about 30 people. There happened to be a guest speaker at the service, a hugely enthusiastic missionary in town for a few weeks between evangelistic trips to the Philippines. He spent a solid hour telling us that God wasn't really doing much here in Australia. What? And that if we wanted to take part in some real mission work, we should join him on his next overseas trip. At the end of the service, he prayed over all of us and then asked if anyone... Asked if everyone who God had prompted to join him in the Philippines would raise their hands. Not one hand went up, which, after the hour long rant, wasn't entirely surprising. After an awkward silence, the musicians came up to start the final song and close out the service. The guest speaker said that if there was anyone who still wanted to come forward and join him, they could do so during the song. We started to sing. A few people began to raise their hands in worship instantly the speaker jumped up and started dragging the hand raisers to the oh, front of the room, no. praising God for his newly recruited missionaries. <gasps> by, the, by the end of the song, there was a little row of baffled looking church attenders who as far as the speaker was concerned had just signed up for a long-term international missions trip. Whoa. Wow.
6: <laughs> wow.
3: Yes. Good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. That's Please amazing. be good to us. That is, that is an awful story. That is an
2: awful story.
4: They never, those people never raise their hand again in church. <laughs> I know. Yeah, sure.
5: exactly. Not- Chad B., I, I like this one. He tells two of, uh, of pastors saying kind of inappropriate things. One, This one was at, a, uh, at an event where the speaker <laughs> was a young guy, and he was speaking about spiritual warfare, and there's a verse and act about kicking against the goads
6: um
5: and uh chad b surmises that this person it was not really familiar with what that phrase meant because uh, i guess the the goat is something like a cattle prod and if you <laughs> kick against it you know it, it's it's more of a agricultural uh uh phrase uh-huh. because the <laughs> the uh the man thought it was uh about gonads about being kicked in the gonads <laughs> and uh, it was uh, he basically uh, thought the thing was, why do you have to break my balls? <laughs> and so uh, he, he misread the scripture a little bit. It's so
3: surprising. Um, I found this funny for, uh, a, a different reason. Uh, we have someone that wrote in and said when I was about seven or so, I went to big people's church with my parents. There was a guest speaker that week. A lot of this involves guest speakers. Uh-huh, yeah, so. yeah, That'll, that'll teach you. They just float from church, to church. Yeah. Really awkward moments. It's the same guy. It's one guy. Yeah. Yeah. This
5: guest speaker rode in on rollerblades.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, right around the cones. It was crazy. Um, It says, this says there was a guest speaker that week who started preaching about politics, implying that if people didn't vote for a certain political party, they probably weren't Christians. This girl writes, I don't remember which party he was for, but I do remember that someone in the balcony stood up and started yelling back. Oh, he wow. was escorted from the church and the guest speaker wasn't wasn't allowed back for the 11 o'clock service. <laughs> now that's sending both babies
5: to the corner. Oh. That's interesting. Yeah. That's what did interesting.
4: that 11 o'clock service get?
5: I don't know. They, they pulled up a, a visitor and asked him to give his testimony about a relationship for 45, <laughs> <laughs> 45 minutes.
1: Oh, wow.
2: Any more? Maya's going to check the phone.
7: Hey podcast, this is Kiki Pounds. I'm still in Alabama. One time we're sitting in church and it was more of a contemporary service and the band had just got finished playing and they're kinda of doing that low that low, slow, soft music where you're supposed to pray before the you know, the preacher comes up. All of a sudden a guy in the front row falls to his knees and starts speaking in tongues loudly, just shouting, you know, random things that don't make sense. And this is a church that does not accept that at all. So the church goes silent. The band stops playing. Everyone is looking at this man who's on his knees now, like his head on the ground, like he's been hurt. And uh, the pastor is is in shock, staring at the man, and no one knows what to do. And the next thing you hear is someone's cell phone go off, and it's, hey, hey, you, you, I don't like your girlfriend. (laughs) Probably about as loud as you can in the church. And it was so distracting that the pastor kinda of completely ignored the man. The man got up, he sat down and everyone acted like none of it ever happened. But yeah wow. that's my church story.
6: There Love you guys. Go. Bye. <laughs> hey, this is uh, a Philip Brand. I am the pastor of Farmington Baptist Church in North Carolina. However, when I first started my ministry, I started in Kentucky at a church start. I was the um, fifth pastor, and well, actually the fourth pastor in five years at this church that was five years old. And so I went up there with my wife, and we were um, doing the church thing, and a, uh, a sister church just not even a mile down the road um decided that at easter time they would actually do a play where they crucified the Easter Bunny. And so that is kind of my funny church story. Um, It actually made the paper. there, The whole community was talking about it. And there were many people that left that church after they did the play where they crucified the Easter Bunny. So I just thought I'd pass that along. Did did
2: the Easter Bunny rise again rise from the
5: dead yeah. yeah well can I just say uh, I think that production was put on by Lady Gaga it was wonderful, <laughs> kind of controversial arty things leftover sets I really
2: hope one of these stories is I went to a church I rollerbladed up to a church once
5: <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> they asked me to be their new pastor
2: <laughs> I just wanted to give a testimony about my relationship but they liked my rollerblading skills so much go ahead
4: oh, next I thought you were going to do a story no
8: Hey guys, my name is Sean. Um, just calling in regards to uh, the the question of the week. Um, I'm a I'm a touring musician. And last year, uh, we were me and my band and the band that we were on the road with for um, checking into a hotel in St. Louis, Missouri. It was an airport hotel, and as a lot of airport hotels do, they've got rooms that they rent out. And a lot of churches rent them out. We were uh, we were walking down the hall at some point, trying to find I don't know somewhere to get online or something, and uh, two women in lab coats come and they grab us and, and we had just gotten out of foot like a 10 hour drive looked like hobos looked awful and uh they uh they tell us that um that they have a word from the lord for us and that uh we should go into their church service and us being down for anything and we're like yeah we'll, we'll take it we'll take a word from the lord <laughs> nice we walk in it's a very charismatic service which is um which is fine Um, but, uh, I'm the very first one that the minister calls up to the, to the front. He's got a word for me and he, uh, he proceeds to, uh, I guess in front of, in front of the crowd, he proceeds to tell me that, um, uh, I can't, I can't remember exactly what it was. He said that, um, my high school girlfriend was going to come back end of my life and that I shouldn't be dating her and, and I, uh, I, I told him that um, every high school girlfriend that I had was married and has children, They're happily married and has children and then he told me that um, I needed to uh, quit school and uh, I told him that I wasn't in school <laughs> and then he told me uh, that I was uh, um, supposed to uh, go back to school when I told him that I wasn't in school so he changed the story there and um, so he, could he prayed it. for me pushed me as hard he told me I was going to fall pushed me as hard as he could I didn't fall um, and he told me I was fighting it and uh, <laughs> I, I, that, that the spirit was the one that was doing it and he asked me if I felt felt the spirit and I told him that I felt him, him pushing my head <laughs> anyway, so and, down, and he calls uh, the drummer of the other band up on stage and tells him that he needs to go back to school and uh, I guess, I guess, assuming that since he was older, he wasn't in school anymore. And the, and the drummer was like, well, I'm, I'm in school. <laughs> and, uh, he told him he needed to change his major. And the drummer was like, well, I'm, I'm only two credit hours away from graduating. I think I'm going to keep my major. And he told him that he uh, was supposed to be a, uh, like a, a lawyer or something. That the Lord was telling me he was supposed to go into law. And the drummer told him that he felt like he was supposed to be a musician. I don't know. It was just, it was just a long ordeal. <laughs> and uh he uh he pushed he pushed this guy told him he was going to fall pushed him the guy didn't fall and then the minister was obviously um angry that um we were we were not uh falling in the spirit and uh to
7: hear this message no, no. no. and uh, to cliffhanger. press 7 to save press 9 message saved no more messages
5: no
4: that's it no that was oh, it what happened uh, maybe he yeah, said. I
5: got a callback and an exciting conclusion. Yeah. I, you know, I've, okay, I've been in
2: a lot of services where the minister gives a word, you know. I've never been in a service where the person during the word, <laughs> yeah. like, Kind of gave pass pass fail marks. Oh no! Actually, just go with it, man. Yeah, you just just shut your mouth and go. You try to get it over with as fast as possible. I mean, you don't go. Actually, I'm two credit hours away.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine. Like, just just
5: say, you know what? I'll pray about that. I appreciate you. You know.
0: Oh my goodness! I feel like that was that story was going to end. Like, and then we discovered that the church was actually a psychic office in a strip mall.
2: Well, so, okay, the oh. first one we heard was from Kiki Pounds. Kiki, I owe you um, a reply. She sent me a Facebook message. Oh, yeah? And it said, can you unblock me on Twitter? <laughs> Apparently, I would blocked her. I didn't even realize. Maybe uh, she, really?
0: maybe Did she, she made fun of the magic.
2: Yeah, I
3: was going to say.
4: <gasps> she she might have said something disparaging about
0: the magic you, yeah. during the playoffs. You went on a bad. A I, bad. She should do some, some sort of penance.
4: You were, you were like the uh, airline stewardess guy. What? You, and you, what? you just went crazy and <laughs> yeah, yeah. blocked everyone that said. It's the equivalent, about of, the magic. It's the equivalent
0: of hitting the sl- the slide.
2: The slide. <laughs> <door. laughs>
4: <going out>. No, <laughs> you're like. I said, you guys.
2: <laughs> during the playoffs, I said the. Ma- I mean, the Magic. Uh, listen, I'm a big supporter. I'm not just a supporter. I'm am an investor. I'm a season uh-huh. ticket holder. I've been there since day one. It's like making. I wouldn't if if your brother was ugly. I'm not going to go like your brother is ugly to your face. Mm-hmm. so don't tell me if the magic are losing i'm aware that they're losing <laughs> first of all what, anyway let's say you're a big celtics fan fine post all day long celtics are awesome magic suck that's fine but don't do at cameron strang <laughs> celtics are awesome magic suck that's just rude i didn't do at whoever you are magic are awesome leave so, me alone I so think- i had a rule if you directly taunted me by name I blocked you. <laughs>
3: I think you should reconcile. I think you, before the season, I'm going to ask you to pray about this. Okay. I think you should you consider a word rec I have a word for you. <laughs> I think you need to go back to school. <laughs> uh, no, I think you should reconcile and you should put it out there that you are a man of forgiveness. And that you are willing to embrace all of these people if they're willing to tweet. And I'm sorry.
2: Oh no, that'd you. be fine because See? then I get my I get my comeuppance. Right? When are, did I don't know yeah. what that is? She's but, from Alabama, though. What team <laughs> yeah, could no, she so, like? So no, that's what that I'm saying. Maybe like maybe Alabama against
4: Gators. But yeah, maybe, maybe
2: she made fun of the Gators.
4: Oh, because we lost. You probably blocked <gasps> for that too.
2: I probably blocked her during the Alabama-Florida stuff. Have said
4: something. That's no, what it
2: was. During
3: the magic season, she was saying roll tide, and you just... you're. Like, I might have. Seriously. Not even the I same was just sport. so on edge. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> I was just
2: so on edge. Anything, yeah. I'm Ooh. friends
4: with Kiki Pounds on Facebook, and she just got a big shark tech too. Jesse would like that. <coughs> oh, wow. Yeah, That's it's actually interesting. actually cool. It's like an
2: outline. So I, I uh, need to reply and uh, unblock her on Twitter as long as she plays, plays her cards right. So.
5: Well, I, I felt like I was walking a fine line earlier just making one comment about Tim Tebow's throwing motion. Got How banned. do you think
0: I feel? I'm going to get fired tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a good one though, right?
2: Yeah, it was worth it.
5: Yeah, you said he's getting cut. You're a dead man. <laughs> <laughs> shrap on your, your rollerblades, man.
2: It's <laughs> getting blade, out of there. It's yeah. blade time. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> I, I, I want to be able to call the card. You're not going to see me in the office as much because yeah, as you will see me rollerblading around town, because yeah. I really need that me time, me time to be effective in my job here. Uh, I like that. Like that's your me time. Yeah.
3: <laughs> like, I wonder if they that's took the an worst off- me time ever. <laughs> I, I wonder if they took an offering right after that. Like uh, I'm going to help pay
2: this guy's salary yeah. while he rollerblades. For short sure wear shorts usually. You know, because mm-hmm. I when I see old guys and middle-aged guys rollerblading, they usually got pretty short yeah, shorts it's, on. It's never a good well,
4: sight. He had a. Uh, Robe thingy on, and he took it off. and Oh, so underneath. you're thinking this was
2: like a Lutheran service?
4: Yeah. I so picture he, a, a
2: mesh tank top also <laughs> somehow involved. Yeah. So. Okay, so that'll do it for your feedback. There's a lot more if you want to go read the stories for yourself. Head over to last week's uh, podcast episode page. Well done, everybody. Good job. Okay, here's this week's editorial question of the week.
4: Editorial question
2: of the week. All right, well, earlier (laughs) earlier, uh, you heard the story of the pastor who uh, needed some me time by Rollerblade. We want to know, what do you do for your me time? <laughs> what do you do to rejuvenate? <laughs> 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 no, yeah, I, I mean, uh, I don't get enough me time. You, you like going to movies by yourself? I do. That's your me time.
4: I just like going to movies in general, but lately it's by myself because one of us has to be with the kid. What's right.
2: What's the last movie you saw by yourself? All of them.
4: Iron Man Two. She you literally saw by herself. Well, yeah, I went to the I went to the dollar theater.
2: Oh, I don't I don't have a lot of me I time. Like to watch I like sci-fi. yeah. I like, <laughs> yeah. The internet. I get
5: one week of me time a year and that's shark week. <laughs> <laughs> you get one week. That's that's me and the sharks. Just leave me alone. <laughs> one week of me time a year. I turn the phone off, unplug the internet, and it's just shark week.
2: Anything funnier? Well, I'm not I'm not married,
5: so I get plenty.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> you look for stuff to do. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like
5: true. I'm like,
2: Kate, do you wanna hang out? <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough me time. Yeah. That's true. I'm tired it's- from all the rollerblading. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, all i do is rollerblade
2: <laughs> i just I, on my way home i passed all right, i is, just rollerblading all oh. i do is win like <laughs> you do is win <laughs> that's a song Have you hear that song yeah 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 That's yeah. great yeah did <clears throat> that that one they did a verse or the first verse is by uh joe um um fat
4: joe.
2: yeah fat joe and he says um, Joey Van Gundy cause I work the magic. Oh. oh name that. dropping the Look magic. At that. Look See at that. I wouldn't block so him on Twitter. Yeah, you wouldn't. No, not I wouldn't. <laughs> not just for a second. I wouldn't follow them. <laughs> I became a man. Huge mistake. (laughs) Yeah. Just reading his tweets puts hair on my chest. (laughs)
5: Your me time is reading big puns tweets. Fat Joe. Fat Joe. Big big puns dead. Whatever.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Good. right, so we want to know how you spend your me time. Your creative me time. Chad
4: Uh, Chad listens to vinyl. I see he tweets about it a lot.
2: I do too. Yeah. Yeah, or go to vinyl stores. I do too. Heck yeah! Yesterday, you know what I found out yesterday? I'm, it's really turning into be a problem. <laughs> I get an album here, like a review copy, or I'll actually go buy the CD. Like I bought Mumford and Sons, right? Wait, you don't buy CDs? Or I buy the digital on iTunes. Right. When right. was the last time you bought a CD? At yesterday, actually. Are you serious? At Park Ave. Yeah. Yeah, I bought one a couple but,
6: months ago. I bought one. That was long like, like a limited there, edition. So it was one. weird. Okay.
2: But but <laughs> I you know I'll buy the album or whatever, and yeah, then it's and it's then there's it's certain it's ones I'll really fall in love with. And I'm like, I bet this is just epic on vinyl, and I'll go buy the vinyl too. And then the vinyl has a little thing for here's a free digital album download code. And I'm like, dang it! So I have like ten albums that are amazing and have the free digital download. You should
0: start your own iTunes and sell them for eight ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> nice, really limited quantities.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, one. Yep,
0: yeah, one. <laughs> Sorry, we're sold out. Yeah.
2: So anyway, I, I'm I'm catching uh, Chad's me time. Uh, yeah. Vice. Yeah. Of listening to vinyl.
0: It's addictive and it's expensive. Yeah, although I, 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 the Mumford one was only thirteen dollars. Yeah, there is a Radiohead Best of box set that I really want. That's three hundred dollars.
2: Whoa! Yeah, that's it. a
0: little steep. It's, but it, it, it's worth right, it. Ryan. It's you have for the
2: it's, rest of your life. Yeah. I know. It's, it's
0: worth keep it. Keep on giving. Wow. Tell Casey I approve. Okay.
4: Do <laughs> <laughs> You have any me time, Josh? Uh,
3: yeah, I I go to bookstores and I read. It's there's nothing sexy about it's that. It's called the library. Yes. Well, I go to. That I am closer to the library, however, I I don't frequent it as often it as I should. not have a Starbucks or coffee shop. No, nothing exciting. So I should go to the library more often now that you brought it up. Now I feel guilty.
2: Now I feel shame.
3: We'll Gosh. See, but
4: there's so many people touch those books and there's it's yeah, all over
3: it. The true. downtown
2: yeah. library rents PS3 games, DVDs.
4: And they do have a coffee shop.
2: Music, which yeah. I don't understand the music thing. I checked out a bunch of music and then just burned it. Yeah. My, my wife's best yeah. friend,
3: like, came over after she went to the library and she had like fifteen like brand new DVDs with her. Yeah. I was like, where'd you come from? The library. In mm-hmm.
2: our library, you if they don't have what you want, they'll order it for you and ship it to your house. But I think wow. I
3: have like a three hundred dollar fine from when I was seventeen. Oh <laughs> yeah. That'd with me forever. But
4: at the Seminole County, but I changed my last name, so I'm good. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm out.
2: I need to get married. <laughs> she again. basically popped the slide and ran out of the library.
4: It wasn't me. It was someone else that I let borrow the book and then she's like, I returned it, but I I wasn't going to. So it's on my I I
2: wasn't going to blame you. Yeah. Our library also, you can go onto their website, Mm select, select, select. They'll mail it to you. Wow. Like Netflix. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I need to go get a card. Yeah, you should. Yes. I didn't mean
0: to go, but I, I haven't had time. Yeah, I know. Free.
2: I yeah. went and, uh, when we lived downtown, we were two blocks from the library and mm-hmm. I went and watched the entire all five seasons of The Wire. Yeah, I'm getting, ca- I'm getting caught
0: up on Mad Men thanks to the library. Oh, nice.
2: Oh, Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's good.
0: There yeah. you go. So me
2: time at the library. That's this cute. isn't exactly how we thought this question would go, but... <laughs>
4: We are so live uh, and active.
3: We would love to see
2: you uh, improve upon this Please
4: question improve. and
3: answer.
2: Thank you. So if you, how about this? So if you can beat the rollerblading pastor and how he yes. spends his <laughs> me time, right? We head can't. Over, yeah, we can't no. head over to the podcast episode page right there at relevant Click right there and post your feedback in the replies. Um, If you want to, you can also call into the podcast hotline. It's 407-660-1411, extension 126. And you can leave your replies there as well. We'll read our favorites on the air next week. Many thanks to Tony Campolo for uh, talking to us. You can check out his new book called Choose Love, Not Power, How to Right the World's Wrongs from a Place of Weakness. Uh, It's at bookstores nationwide. You can find out more at TonyCampolo.org. And on that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang.
4: I'm Maya Strang.
2: I'm Ryan Hamm. I'm Josh Lovelace. I'm Jesse Carey. We'll see you next week.
0: Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. For more, go to relevantmagazine.com.
5: Coke at Taco Bell has always been free to me because I order the water cup.